Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings a wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Hey, everybody. It's not just blowing smoke. I guess we're on, but I didn't know we were on. All right, there you go. It's time for our show to begin tonight, and we are coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio Headquarters in Hooks at New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts from, especially if you're watching us live right now on Facebook or YouTube. There, there's a good recovery for Nailed it. a little bit bad. Uh, oh, well, a little bit recovery. of a bad yeah. start there, <laughs> but let's let's just keep going. And okay, cut. cut. Let's start over. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Pastor Padrone, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Pat and Dave, and we have... One of our favorite guests with us tonight, we have Eric Wentworth, who is the Executive Vice President of Cigars at Hammer and Sickle, one of our favorite boutique brands. Always an honor to be here, boys. Thank you for lying like that. We appreciate that. And uh, tonight we are smoking the new EPH Toro that just came out just a few months ago, just at the end of 2020. We're about four months late on it here. That's all right. There you go. What can you do? But uh, your schedule is very, very busy. It's hard to get you on the show now. Yep. You're wanted everywhere. Sure. Especially at home. Yep. Sure. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Um, before we get into things, uh, what can you tell us about this iteration of the EPH? Well, again, it's a Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Mm-hmm. And it has... Again, like that's what it was the first time around yes, in 2019? Yes, the same wrapper. Um, okay. And it has a three-country blend of tobacco in the filler okay uh outside of that we keep all the information proprietary Ooh, but it is limited to 200 boxes uh that was only released at uh five retailers in the wow. country what um, can we ask what five retailers or, or is that proprietary too um i mean so there's three in new england mm-hmm. uh so they were like the regular stops mm-hmm. for eric hansen so obviously New England, since you know he's a Lowell boy, um, there's three very localized. Um, uh, we have one in Alabama, and then uh, one in Kentucky. Hmm. That's a very interesting spread. I get the New England ones yeah. because Eric was, you know, he lived in Lowell, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so I I get that. How how did Alabama and Kentucky get into the uh, thing there. He became really close with the uh, shop owners mm. of those shops, you know, meeting through IPCPR and doing events and traveling and doing all that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So that's how they got it. Okay. Just, you know. And only 200 boxes. Only 200 boxes. <clears throat> Every year we do this, um, and my hope is to make this a yearly release. It will be only 200. We want to keep it very special, very very limited. Are we wanting to keep it to specifically to those five shops, or might that open up like in future? 
I think not if, that there's a lot to go around. But. If I had to open it up, I'd have to make more. I think. Okay. So because it's every year we oversell it. People mm. want more than we have. So um, for now, it'll just be the five. And I I really like the idea of keeping it limited. His father mm. Rick likes the idea of it being a very limited, exclusive thing. That's extremely limited. It just makes it more special too. Yeah. I think, no, so. that's true. No, that's cool. Yeah. You go. Um, and. I have to I have to be honest with you. You know, I I had this cigar um when it came out in November. I think was when we got it. Mm -hmm. Early right? December. Early December. Early okay, December. Okay, so yeah. all right. Um it was late in the year and you know here here on the show we do a cigar of the year thing and and one of the they're basically two qualifications for the cigars that we end up calling cigar of the year it has to be released in that year yep and then it it has to be kind of available for people to get yeah and if this if if this this was my favorite cigar of 2021 i appreciate that this was my favorite cigar of 2021 um and if it hadn't been 200 boxes yeah i, I would have been fighting for this i thing. completely understand but, that but this is a this is real it is so cedary and creamy and mm. has this almost like what cinnamon kind of spice to it some kind of spice are you going to say baker spice baking spice say it you know you want to baking spice yeah <laughs> it it's it, it it's just really really good I this appreciate is a, that. This a lot. is a fantastic cigar. We put yeah. a lot of work into it every year to make it special. Mm. So, and the feedback across the board has been great, which is nice. That's awesome. So, um, now we have this salad-looking drink. Yeah, it's like a snack and a in, drink in front of us. Uh, that that uh, we have done with hammer and sickle vodka, and I feel like I don't know what it is. I feel like when we have Guy bartenders, we go back into that Sam the barman territory of being taken on trips into places we wouldn't normally go. Ooh. You know, space where no man has gone before. An experience what? cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I can say so much, but I'm not going to. Um, Good what, what What is this that we are drinking with this cigar? So... I'm calling okay. it the uh, Moscow Mojito, mm -hmm. aka so, the Good Mouth for Stu Porter. Yeah, Good Mouth. So it's um, it's base. It, it's like a mix of a, of a mule, and a um, mojito. mojito. Yeah. So it's, it's a mule hito. Yeah. So it, <laughs> I put uh, two ounces of hammer and sickle vodka, um, half an ounce of lime juice, a little bit of simple syrup. I uh, muddled the mint, shook it it over and then we put ginger beer on top of it instead of using soda water like you would for a mojito so it's just like a little bit of a mix of both so you kind of get that that kind of like traditional kind of mule flavor but you get that more like refreshing mojito finish to it i thought i was gonna hate it yeah it's actually really good it's amazing <laughs> yeah. i really thought i was gonna hate it are you being serious but it's so good I it's can never so, tell when you're No, it's serious. so good. <laughs> no, it's, I'm, I'm not lying to you. It's so good, I'm never going to have it again. 
<laughs> I'm never going to make it because I saw him make it and a lot of work went into a it. A lot of work goes into it. I'm this. more of a couple ice cubes and pour type of guy. Um, but this is spectacular. Well done. Thank you. I was concerned about bravo, how the bravo. mint was going to play with the cedar mm-hmm. on the cigar because it's really intense. And the, the idea of like, you know, floating minty spinach and mixing that with cedary, woody, cinnamony things, I wasn't sure about. But I I think it almost it, it works. It works really well. It I I'm shocked. I had no faith in you. <laughs> You're not the first one. <laughs> well, I mean, going into it, it's, I mean, so we smoked this last year. I also had it in December when it came out this year in the Toro. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I mean, we did the mojito for the Regis episode. Correct. So I knew kind of the general profile that this would bring. So I was a little bit concerned about putting ginger beer inside of it. Yeah. But it's so good. It's still, I mean, ginger beer is not going to be, you know, like a palate cleanser, like, you know, soda water is, but Mm -hmm. it still has that combination to it. So I thought it would still kind of play well with it. And I I, honestly going into it, I I thought it would, you know, complement the cigar pretty well. So it wasn't a huge leap of faith, but I definitely didn't do it. For you, it wasn't huge. For us, it was a huge thing of trust. (laughs) Let's let's be. And you came through. And you came through. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, what are you guys picking up off the cigar, Dave? What about you? What What are you getting? Mint. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that was original to the cigar. There, I'm getting um a little bit of um mild spice and mm-hmm. some cedar wood notes um and the the spice is staying on uh on my palate after yeah but it's very creamy mm. incredibly smooth pat what about yourself yeah creamy textured it's i'd say it's a little bit above a medium body has a nice lingering finish to mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. but yeah just creamy texture nice cedar natural sweetness in there and mm-hmm. then like a predominant cinnamon note that lingers on the palate like dave said and it, it's it's really good I, I enjoy this cigar a lot thank you all right so let's let's get down to the uh brass tacks done and dirty things yeah. here let's do it um mm-hmm. let's see here where are we there we are come on i feel like you're struggling this episode i'm struggling i'm struggling this episode Perhaps, well, I won't go there. Um, (laughs) So, we just had this major blizzard this weekend. Yeah. Um, We were actually at Twins at both locations open for part of it. Yeah. You know. Um, Had to be fun driving. It it, it was a lot of fun driving. That, that. Yeah. Yeah, I was glad, I was glad I was smoking. Okay. Yeah. Glad I was smoking. Do you guys do you guys smoke in your car? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the yep. new one. Not the new one. Why no. why not the new one? Keep the clean new car smell. I don't know. As much as I can. I gotta break that seal. I know. One day. Why don't I just go into your car now and like exhale into it and 
We should finish break the it. episode in his car. Yeah. Break, it. break that for you. So you don't have to feel like it's, it's your response. You know, it's like getting the first scratch. Once you get the first scratch, mm-hmm. all right, whatever. But that first scratch, yeah, I, I remember when, the first time I bought a new car, and <clears throat> we were at, actually shoveling, you know, the, the driveway, and M- Mandy scratched it with the shovel, shoveling. And I, like, freaked out. And then I was like, well, okay, now, now that that's over, I don't have to worry about it getting scratched anymore. Yep, it's done. It's just, it's done. We're moving on. We're moving on now. Yep. Yep. It's just one of those things. But what did, how did, how did you guys fare with, with all that stuff, with the blizzard and everything? Did any of you lose power or anything nope, like that? No, no power loss. You know, the, the worst part was just driving home at 2.30, you know, those little whiteout conditions, so a little white knuckle there. Yeah. But other than yeah. that, not so bad. I was pretty shocked how well the roads are maintained. This blizzard, the big, the the highways and stuff certainly were. Yeah, it's it's. Almost, I mean, we haven't had a lot of snow, so I think all the towns are like just throw all the funding into this. One. Yeah, they were ready. <laughs> yeah. They were ready. They were ready for this one. Yeah, but I'm true. happy it wasn't as much as they said it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. did. I did not want three feet. So like I, 18 inches seemed like a good settling point. Yeah, it wasn't. It, is that about what you got? 18 inches where yeah. you were at. Yep. Somewhere between a foot and 18 inches. I mean, this stuff was the white powdery stuff. Just blew everywhere. So, have, and I live on the other side of a of uh, a river. Yep. And so, you know, my driveway is just like a wind channel. So everything just blows in and blows across. So I had no idea how much snow we ended up getting. Yeah. Some places in my driveway were barely covered at all. And other places were four feet deep. Yep. I, You know, it was just like one of those things. You just You just don't know. But it made it easy to shovel, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was light. It was which light, was nice. so it was yeah. it was it was easier to move around. That yes. was good, the big time. That Although the good. snow blower makes it tough, because then it just all blows back. It at blows you. right back it's at you. Yeah, makes it hard to smoke a cigar. Yep, yep. We we're fortunate. Our our neighbors have a a really big, nice snow blower, and God. they they come around and they'll they'll do the the front part you know where, where all of the plows yeah. you know throw up, and that's no longer easy to move mm-hmm. but they do that for all the neighbors and everything and that that was great that's so nice. what was going to be an all-day thing ended up taking about 30 minutes mm. which i was incredible i, I want to buy the guy a nice bottle of scotch <laughs> <laughs> he totally saved my life and my wife's life the year I bought my snowblower, my neighbor got a truck with a plow, mm. and he's a good buddy. Mm-hmm. We have cocktails together, um, and now he just plows my driveway for free. So I've got a snowblower sitting there that you just don't. <laughs> don't now I just plow that. a path for the dogs <laughs> yeah. to play in. Well, you were saying that you you plowed your part of part of your backyard so the dogs could go out there. What, how did how did that work? I, I thought I would need to do it so they could like go to the bathroom and play right. and stuff like that. That but, makes sense to me. I own but dogs. They're part husky, so they like love the snow. Right. So instantly this is their first big snowstorm. They're mm-hmm. like mouth open, eyes below the snow, just running through it. Right. And but mm-hmm. instantly when we go out, I'm like, all right, we did this whole thing. They have to go to the bathroom. One of them just goes on this giant mound of snow is like fully covered you can just see her head and just goes there and i'm like how i wasted so much time <laughs> for nothing i was very upset <clears throat> but now i know both my dogs love the snow they couldn't wait to get we didn't have to plow anything or shovel anything they just went out 
and played in the backyard and flattened everything. And they're taller though, right? Like one of them's a taller dog is a golden retriever. Okay. The other one's the other one's a, a, a smaller medium okay. dog. And of course, the smaller medium dog is the one who really, really are they long haired? The snow. Uh, uh, the golden is the golden's a long. We have one that's long, and it's just a nightmare getting like the snowballs out of there. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Oh. He comes in, and it's like, is this ever gonna? I, there's water everywhere. It just doesn't stop. There's water everywhere. It doesn't it's stop. Just, it's it's. Is there a leak? Is and then the something? hair's matted, and you gotta brush them, and they hate it. And oh it's just a gosh. disaster. It's horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, totally. I totally really should have done more research before I got dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So that's what now you've got the how old is your daughter now? Seven, eight, eight. Eight. Yep. Eight. Now, have you gone outside? Have you made snowmen with your daughter? Have you done any snow angels or anything like that? Uh this wasn't good snowmen snow. No. But uh for Christmas she did get her first snowboard. So oh, she's really? been really enjoying snowboarding down our little hill that we have. So now I gotta take her to like an actual place to snowboard. Mm. Mm. So because she thinks she's Sean White now. So. <laughs> um, but no so it's fun we have fun make snow angels have a little snowball fight yeah and uh have you made like little snowmen with with uh holding a big oversized hammer and sickle cigar and or a big bottle of vodka in your yard no we haven't or, done, have that, done yet. that no but maybe has, has john done that <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. There's a very good has chance. Has Vodka John done that? There's a very good chance Vodka John has done that. He's more creative than I am. I can just see him out there with some red spray paint, you know, just, spraying yeah. the top of the bottle. Yep. <laughs> What's that? Oh, look, it's a hammer and sickle bottle. Yep. It'd make a good snowman. It would. Mm-hmm. It would make a good snowman. Now yeah. I'm going to have to do that. Mm. Um, did you do anything with the... the uh, TPE uh, convention last week? No. And uh, luckily enough, we didn't. Luckily enough, you book, didn't. <laughs> book to do it because I ended up having COVID last week. So I wouldn't oh. be able to go either. Mm. So um, that would have just been a complete bust. That would have been a disaster. Yeah, but if you had COVID. we've chosen, and still for this year, to use those funds to build the brand in stores okay instead of going to the shows we're able to pass the more savings on to the consumer and do more with events because we're not going to the uh, so how how do you you know one of the big reasons to go to these things is is the networking correct and and meeting you know and we other love shop owner, owners and doing that how how do you do that without this so first of all we still like love and support all the causes for the cigar industry we sure we're still members to everything but we're just able to use that money to have better deals. I can fly out to territories more. I'm able to do more with that money. Mm-hmm. Um, and for us as a boutique brand, it's very hard at these trade shows. We'll be able to get a lot of contacts, mm-hmm. but once the consum- once they come to us, they've already spent their money with the big guys. Okay. So, you know, they'll want to buy with us, but it, you know, we're not getting huge orders. So do you think these trade shows really are more geared for benefiting the bigger boys 
in, it I don't know that it's intentionally. But it definitely just, used that, to be, and I would say it's coming around more. Like TPE is doing a very good job making it more about the boutique brands. Okay. And IPCPR is also doing a great job making it more about the boutique brands or PCA. PCA now, now yeah. Um, but I don't have to remember that. Still, anymore. just you're just not getting you know in return what you need to to make it really worth your while really little exactly yeah so you know when uh, shops come in and they place a box for six orders and we love that Mm -hmm. but we don't need to spend fifty sixty thousand dollars right to go get that order yeah i can go get that you know when i'm traveling in the territories or over the phone or anything like that you know Mm -hmm. the industry's gotten very good about appreciating that as well is now is that something you have to do is kind of cold call and or visit you know yeah i mean at this point i've been doing this for nine years there's not much cold calling Mm -hmm. you know there's hardly any shops that i don't know the people at anymore so it's just calling checking in seeing how everybody's doing Mm -hmm. um you know trying to build the relationship to get into that shop so but yeah there's a lot of phone calls a lot I'm of phone sure. calls. I think I like doing phone calls over emails because it's more personal. You get to oh, hear, sure, yeah. hear the inflection in the voice and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a lot of my time is taken up doing that, especially mm. during COVID when we weren't traveling. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's been that's been a big frustration for a lot of companies not yeah. being able to travel or even go into shops that are local. Yeah. You know. Now, do you see that turning around? Now, do you see more? places opening up or more opportunities there for you to actually go to places or is it still really kind of up in the air and you're more home than anything else as a company we're still eerie on traveling because we are a very small company and yep. you know they're just worried about it and you know through the past two years just like every other company uh we've been able to do a good job without really having to spend a ton traveling mm. um so, you know, we'll we'll travel when we need to to do events and stuff like that. And I I really look forward to getting back into traveling. You know, especially now, you know, going to Texas would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, it's just we're still light on the travel for sure. Are there particular markets in the US that you're not in that you would love to see yourself in like if you could travel somewhere right now? We got to focus on the West Coast. You got to focus on the West Coast. West Coast, we don't do a lot because we're East Coast based. So, right. You know, we'll work our way that way. And mm-hmm. we really haven't spent a lot of time on the West Coast. And that's, you know, Arizona is one of my favorite places mm. in the world to go. So I'd really like to build that up. Um, but yeah, so Arizona, California, that, that area. That area of, yeah. that area. So, yeah. What about, what about, west of that what about like hawaii and stuff like that i I mean i would love to do that but there's like three shops there's probably more but there's three that i know of um and that's a that's a big bill for an event that's a big bill <laughs> yes so probably a bill you wouldn't mind paying i wouldn't mind at all <laughs> especially when the company covered it for my wife and daughter <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're off to hawaii mm. um now is is like hammer and sickle vodka out there do you have any idea? I believe so, yes. I believe there's only a couple states. I wouldn't be able to name what we're, but we're in majority of the You're states. You're in the majority of yeah. the states. Is it, would it, 
is it kind of a long-term company goal to have the cigars in the states where the vodka is that kind of makes sense well yeah i mean the goal is to have it in every state possible and every shop possible right um so yeah i mean it'd be nice to be in every state so and i think the cigar wise we're missing a couple as well mm -hmm. um but for the most part we're pretty well covered throughout the u.s there might like like hawaii i we're not in um and then that would be tough to get to for a number of reasons that's where you know doing the ipcpr comes in very to, handy. yeah yeah so being able to make those contacts that way so. right right but um now along that along those lines um you know we've mentioned like half a dozen times already hammer and sickle is a very boutique brand mm -hmm. and one of the great things about that is you're able to really keep a handle on what you're doing and and yep handle quality and all that stuff because you're not trying to make bajillions of cigars yeah and bajillions of different kinds one of the questions i've asked a lot of bigger companies like uh drew estate or perdomo or you know um altidus when, when you have hundreds of different facings yeah how do you keep things fresh right now for you, it's almost like you have the same problem in a different way. You you have a very few number of faces. Things don't change a lot. You've 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 got. Well, I got to keep it simple because I'm you, stupid. You got to keep it simple. Yeah, there's All too. Right. If there's too so, much, I'll get uh, like overwhelmed and distracted. And but you got <laughs> you got like, I mean, we can fit hammer and sickle on onto a couple of shelves yeah. and have the entire line yep. there. How do you keep that from getting how do you keep that fresh when it's it's here it is and this is what it is? So uh keeping it fresh, you know, that's kind of why we went the bright colored boxes, mm -hmm. um, the black and white for the trademark to be set up like piano keys, so it's yeah. a you know, something to draw the eye in. But now we're gonna start doing we're gonna start trying to do um a limited release every three months or so okay try to release something that you know just brings attention to that section again you know gets us into the you know the half wheels and stuff like that getting articles written and all sure. that so try to do a limited release and make it different every year you know eph will be a reoccurring one mm -hmm. um i hope so and it's you know so just good. doing events and you know just making sure we get it into people's hands mm. and you know the biggest part of it is making sure we're working with the right retailers like twins where mm -hmm. you guys the staff are doing a, a good job getting it into the people's hands that's the biggest part about keeping it fresh is you sure. guys we can do everything in our power to get it into the store and make it look good right but without you guys you know bringing the consumer over to it and showing them it's going to go nowhere well so. it really helps that you guys make a, a quality product that try performs you know and and does what it says i mean uh the trademark connecticut for instance is yep. is it's our workhorse it's it's my go-to for somebody who wants something mm -hmm. light they don't smoke much maybe they're just starting smoking cigars you know if, if they say you know what's what can i get that's a really nice mild cigar yep. 
and it's easy to i mean there are cigars out every every brand out there has a mild cigar that yep. most most cigar smokers like stuff on the milder side you got to have the mild everybody can to, smoke the mild you have to you have to have that but it's easy for me to promote yep. hammer and sickle because it's really good and and for me that's very helpful you know in the sense that you know there are other things out there that sure they'd love me to to do this yep. or or promote that but when you know and the price point is great too you know your cigars are all under 10 bucks yep. and you know to get a really good quality mild to medium cigar at that price point is great and mm -hmm. it's just I, I mean pat do you do you agree? I mean, it's it's one of the first places I go to. I've never re given someone a hammer and sickle and then have anything bad to say about it. It's like consistent. If someone wants, even if they want something a little bit more body, mm -hmm. like the um, tradition. Tradition, tradition is yep. The, has a yeah, little like bit. even yeah, even that like it, people love it. You know, it's you don't have to give somebody who thinks they want full body a full bodied cigar because the camera and sickles have like. To me, it's full flavor. Like it's not as yes. much as like the nicotine, but you still get that really nice, rich flavor. And yeah. it's I think it's the so options smooth that you know you can. See, I, I so many times during the week, people will come in, be like, you know, hey, I'm just starting out. What's a good first cigar? I always go for Hammer and Sickle. It's it's you know I smoke them regularly. I think it's you know it's a it's a great cigar. It's got tons of flavor, but it's very easy to smoke, and I have so many repeat customers just because of that, you know. And I, and, I mean, that's the biggest compliment the we could too, get is you know the consumer returning and buying it. Yeah, yeah, that's, they do. Plus, they do. I know. mean, I've had a bunch of them, and I have never had a bad construction on any of them. Like that's, the Huma packs, I can't even keep them in stock. We don't even have any right work now. Work very hard to make sure construction is on point. That's yeah. a huge thing with me. We were talking about it earlier. Once I get a cigar that's plugged, I uh, I don't even try to yeah, draw it's like a poke the easiest it, way to lose a customer too yeah. is if you have like a you know poorly constructed cigar. I think even like what we're smoking tonight, like it, it's uh, the smoke output's perfect, the draw is perfect, the burns per. It, it's there's not yeah. no complaints I could possibly say about the cigar right now. Now awesome. let's let's talk about the cigar for a minute here we were fortunate enough to enjoy the original 2019 release of the eph which was a torpedo mm -hmm. before the show yep. we're smoking the new one on the show um how do you think the cigars compare so i just have one question before we get into that yep so for the different vitolas is the blend the same, or did you have to tweak it a little bit for the size? It's tweaked slightly. Okay. But nothing crazy. Nothing that, like, on paper would make a difference. Do okay. you know what I mean? But, yep. I mean, you all know, you're smoking different Vitolas changes sure. the way it smokes anyway. Mm. Um, but when we went to this, it was just losing a little something, so we had to beef up the blend a little bit more to get it to where we liked it mm -hmm. yeah so, torpedo can really kind of increase yes the the, the power of, yeah. a, of a blend um so you don't need the blend to be as upfront yeah. as it would with a toro but i think the toro is so good i do i this is what the blend was made for this size i feel like yeah and it's a six by 54 so it's a 
thick Toro, we'll call it. Thick Toro. Thick Toro. Thick Toro. Thick with two Cs. <laughs> thick with two Qs. <laughs> Thick. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, one of the things that I noticed and <clears throat> loved about the 2019 that I had before the show was I lit it and it burned perfectly yeah. all the way down. There was never a need to touch up. It never got crazy. It never needed to correct itself. It just burned straight through and the flavor profile was consistent all the way down. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. creamy, cedary. Uh, it was it just an incredible cigar. It makes me happy to see the even burn line. That's you, like one of my That's uh, one of your things. Uh, yeah. I've had you on the show before. Yeah, it's, it's one of your things. Yeah. Yep. And and this is this is burning great too. Yep. And um, you know, again, you know, as far as strength goes, maybe medium. Yeah, it's like a medium minus, I would say. On strength, but on flavor, on body, I'd say medium, medium plus. Mm -hmm. yeah. would, would you agree with that? Is that, am I? Yeah, I think right out, when I first started talking about it, I was saying it was more of like, to me, a medium plus, because mm -hmm. like that flavor just like blasts you. It's like a really strong cedar mm -hmm. note, very creamy texture. It leaves mm -hmm. like this flavor residue on your palate. And then the finish, it's, you know, if you wait like, 30 seconds to a minute from the next draw you know people are different like you still have that like sweet cedar kind of cinnamon finish on your palate until you draw again so yeah it really hangs and you know i ha i have to give you kudos pat this uh this pairing that you made really this drink is so good it's great and i should have made it it's <laughs> more it's 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 kind of like with the with the regis it's it's more of a palate cleanser mm. than it is something that you drink to like a bourbon or a scotch where you'd be looking for the drink to complement what you're doing. It's if I more order like this at twins now, will they know what I'm asking for? Oh, no. I'll make sure we get some mint in. <laughs> you know, it just it just seems to clear the palate so that you enjoy the cigar more. Yeah, it's it's like a nice refreshing you know drink to have with a cigar it's it's, it's not really for the cigar but it kind of just you know it's it's refreshing yeah. and it's not taking away from it if anything right. it might enhance it slightly just because you're just cleaning your palate you can kind of focus more on the cigar yeah so have like a it's gonna go on pairing. the hammer and take a web page now moscow <laughs> <laughs> no moscow mojito I swear. moscow mouth. mojito yeah yeah the moscow <laughs> mouth the Moscow mouth. The Moscow mouth. <laughs> Good mouth. Mulehito. <laughs> Mulehito mouth. <laughs> good mouth feel. <laughs> Don't you have Kurt on there saying good mouth feel, Dave? I, I, Where's I'm... your... Where yeah. did he go? Yeah. So Stu is close. Nice mouth feel. <laughs> Stu is close. He just forgot feel. Yeah. He was, he was right there. Good mouth. Just yeah. good mouth. But good um, mouth. comparing the two cigars, though, the, the torpedo, again, so that has around three years on it now yeah right around three so years. you got to factor that into it which yeah, i mean sure. the torpedo shows how well that blend can age yeah because usually when you get a cigar it's like a, you know if it's a new release you don't know how it's going to age yep. but mm -hmm. after smoking it like we have like we know that cigar ages well yeah and I, I was asking you before the show started but i got interrupted but um <laughs> <laughs> i was asking like how long ago that episode was because like even having it like the torpedo again today it was even better than last we had it and it, I, I don't think it was even that long ago i think it was beginning of october yeah it, it was, was definitely in october ago. 
Like I, I got like a nice, like more of an intense sweetness out of it than I remembered. It yeah. was, it was excellent. It's tonight. Yeah, it's still it really was. Yeah, yeah. it's it, amazing. And I asked, said. like, if there was a tweak in the blend at all, just because, like, on this on the Toro, I'm getting like a you know a little bit of earth and like leather notes as it heats mm -hmm. up and goes into the second third, and that's something I didn't have in the Torpedo. So. I'm just, you know, again, I haven't, I didn't have the torpedo when it first came out, this, so I have nothing to compare. Very it to. reminiscent of the torpedo. Yeah. So from original days. And I, me being like a more of a fuller-bodied smoker, like yeah. I appreciate that on the Toro a lot. I'm like excited to see what this cigar is going to be in three years because like yeah. it has all of those flavors, and I mm -hmm. think it has a little bit more to it as well. So I'm like really curious to see three I, years down the road. I can't wait. As a cigar geek, I always like get excited for aging it yeah taking one out in a year smoking it seeing what happened it's just fun yeah yeah no and i just i can't get over how well this is burning it's just uh this is one of the best burns i've had on a cigar in a long time we pride ourselves on that yeah well construction I, I is just, key it's one of my habits i have is when i ash a cigar i always feel like i have to do a quick touch-up because like that you know protective ash is kind of over the uh, yep. off the cherry because he's anal yeah well a lot of the time <laughs> you kind of get like a little bit of a canoe sometimes depending mm -hmm. on what cigar it is when you ash it yep. but i haven't had to do anything to it even on the torpedo earlier mm. it just no. keeps going along now eric you've been all over this industry in the sense that you know you've been a tobacconist mm -hmm. where we are um you've been a cigar rep mm -hmm. and now you're a vice president of a company yep we and use your, the term loosely and your reps you know work to you now now you're the the head of a team and all that mm -hmm. you know is there is there anything you miss about being a tobacconist or being a rep i miss being a tobacconist and the consumer coming in and wanting information from you them coming in and being eager to learn something try something new um you know not having to fight for the attention you know, I love having a conversation about cigars. It's such a passion of mine, like it is for you guys. Right. Um, I, I love talking about cigars. I love talking about new cigars and the different blends and just everything about it. And, you know, on this side, it's, you know, get the sales pitch done as quick as you can. Mm -hmm. You know, have a cigar or leave them with them, see if they like it, talk to them in a week, you know, go through that. But, you know, on the retail side, it's a very quick transaction. Mm -hmm. And then in most cases you're going to see him again in a day, two days, three days. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, so you just get to have that all over again and building the trust with the consumer. And, you know, it, I don't know. I like that. I like mm. the consumer uh, interaction sure. on the retail base. I miss that. Now, what about as a, as a rep? Is there anything you miss about that? I mean, you get that kind of relational stuff. In a different way. Yeah, it's the same. I miss, you know, being <laughs> on a more personal level with the shop owners or GMs or mm -hmm. employees, you know, because I don't get to see all of them as much as I would like to. Um, but, it, you know, it's still, there's still something special about being a retail tobacconist and, mm. you know, 
providing that consumer with what they're looking for and you know Definitely. filling their needs and it just you know making them happy yeah so, helping them yeah, make a that's moment. what i love about yeah business. to that point though so being like a smaller boutique brand do you feel that your attention is more based on your b&ms because they're able to have those conversations consumers or is it like online sales and wholesalers oh it's definitely b&m we we don't do a lot with um online retail a lot of bigger companies obviously are going to say it's going to be the online because that's like most of their revenue but you know smaller boutique line i would imagine yeah we still try to stick to brick and mortar that's you know it, what i love about the industry you know online there's no it's just not a personal industry mm -hmm. I, I got into this because i like the personal aspect of it so yeah we're still very brick and mortar based um and you know i love on this side, I love getting to see somebody that I haven't seen in six months mm. and catching up and, you know, the, the fact that they remember I have a daughter and how old is she now? And, you know, just to, like, it's just, it's nice that you get to make friends. Like yeah. this industry, you make, you definitely make more friends, I think, than any other sales industry because you have such totally. a common bond. Um, and they definitely take more of yeah. a, a value in what's going on with you. We were than, talking about that last week with, with Sean, when Sean who's the GM of Twins, was yep. on, and Orlando Cabrera was on. You oh, name-dropping now? Yeah, yes, I am. I'm name-dropping. <laughs> Go back and watch that episode. It's fantastic. Am I not good enough for you? I'm sorry. You are. You're very Remark. Good. That's why you're here. You're here after them. That's what, Oh, so, perfect. See, yeah. they, they were the prep perfect. for you. I'm the you. hitter. No, no. They were the, <laughs> they were the B team. You're the A team. There you go. See? I like it. Perfect. Right. Thank so, you for that. But – you know, that's one of the, the things that they were noticing was that, that in the business, that it's the the friendships, the relationships that you that you have for whatever reason in the cigar world, they don't find it anywhere else. No. What's <clears throat> do you have any idea why that is? What what's your take on that? Why is there such a difference mm. you know in this industry or versus you were in you were in jewelry before, right? Andrew, yeah. Or, or and or, you know, uh, I, I was a pastor, you know, you've been in, uh, Dave or Dave, you, you've been in, you've been in, uh, the food industry and stuff. It, 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 it and Microsoft and, and T-Mobile and you're meeting customers and stuff there doing that. But the idea of reps being friends, helping each other out people wanting to pal around, stay after work, do a podcast together. Where else does that happen? I, I have no idea. It, it's nuts. But it's because we all have the common bond of cigars. We're all mm – -hmm. the biggest thing for cigars to me, you know, you're creating moments every time you have a cigar mm -hmm. with who you're smoking with. You're telling stories. You know, you're having a good time. So you just want to do more of that. Yeah. So, uh, you know mm – -hmm. It, it it is very tough to explain but you know in jewelry i never made a friend that was a customer you know i know if I mean? you see like, him the I next never... day you know it's a bad thing you know yeah, exactly. what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i should see you the customer once. comes back you're not thinking oh another sale once you're you buy the engagement ring i should see you for like anniversary and christmas that's it mm -hmm. right and this i want to see him as much as possible mm. that i look forward to seeing him and having a cigar and catching up so being in law, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be the, a similar kind of thing. You don't want to see people again. People are going to love to hate <laughs> yeah. to see you. 
Oh, he's back. Yeah. Oh, no. Mm. How much is this going to cost? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's what you loved about those. Now, obviously, I, I, I'm assuming you wouldn't trade what you're doing now to go back to that. I mean, there's moments. There's always moments. Moments, but not like always not like, moments. Oh, overall, no. Overall, no. no. So, what is it you love about your position now that is gonna, you know, is is keeping you there? What what keeps you excited about being VP of of cigars at Hammer and Sickle? I get to help create things that bring people enjoyment. Mm. I think mm-hmm. that's really cool. You know, like you guys smoking the cigar and enjoying it, it means the world. Like, it's so cool to me that I got to be a part of this project that you guys are enjoying. Yeah. I think it's so cool. How much of a part of this were you actually? Quite a bit of it. Quite a bit of it. Quite a bit of it. Not a little pee pee part, but a big, big part. Quite a bit of it. I worked with Eric's dad, (laughs) um, you know, and we had uh, James O'Neill who helped design the packaging and stuff. We worked together on that. Mm. Um, and of course, Anthony, he was part of it. But for the most part, I'm the cigar guy. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. Uh, I'm the but, cigar guy at the vodka company. You know, we all we all work very closely together and are yeah. a big part of this. And John Considine, Vodka John. Yep. Yep. You know, we, are, we do all work very closely on stuff. But mm. I got to, you know, bring them the blend that I wanted to do and bring them, you know, the idea behind it and all that stuff. And... You know, yeah, this was really your we'll, baby from front to back, right? I would say it was mine and Rick's baby. From Rick is Eric's dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, when we originally created it, we were down in the Dominican together, going mm-hmm. over it, and you know, he he worked very closely on it. Mm-hmm. Even though he doesn't smoke cigars, he was still a big part of you know the look of it and making sure everything was correct to honor his son as best as we could. So, sure. Um, but I I love it. I enjoy it. That's awesome because I mean that is what I see being in the cigar business as you're creating moments for people. You know mm-hmm. when somebody walks into the store and is looking for a cigar, what they're really looking for is a moment. They're looking it's to celebrate. To... They're looking to relax. They're looking to forget about something that happened. They're looking to distract themselves. They're looking. It's to always something if it's something. good and helpful. It. It's always something good for them. Right. And so to be a part of that and help them is, get yeah. the thing they need in order to have that memory, that moment, that relaxation, yep. that de-stressing time or celebration time or friend time, that's that's awesome, yep. being a part of that. Yep. That's a, 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 to me, that's a very humbling thing that people, when they come back and say, yep. hey, you did great. Can yep. we do something else? That That's a really humbling thing to me. Yeah. Because they're they're looking to you to help them. Yeah. What else you got for get, me? What get some yeah. joy out of their out of their life? Yep. And you know that sounds maybe that sounds a bit cliche, and maybe it is, but but that's really what we're doing. We're we're selling time. We're 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 helping people spend time well. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I that's the best compliment I can get is when somebody comes back and say that was time well spent. Yeah. With that cigar. Yep. Best compliment I could get. Yep. No, when there, we had a bonfire. Everybody enjoyed it. We were talking about it. Right. We need to get more of it. Like, that's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
My my favorite thing is when you give somebody a cigar. <clears throat> they go upstairs to the bar. They come back downstairs, and then they buy a box <clears throat> of that yep. cigar. Yep. That's, That's the awesome. best feeling in the world yep. because you knew, you know you hit a home run with that person. Yep. That's that's fantastic. Um, so let me let me ask you something else here. Um, I know that that uh, COVID has really kind of put a big damper on travel. Yeah, and um, all that. But you know, you're you know being the boutique company that you are, I, you're really the face of Hammer and Sickle now. Yeah, I guess so. Sure. For whatever, yeah. For whatever that means, I, yeah. this is the face of Hammer Sickle. This guy, right there. You're welcome. You know, and so I would, I would think that as, you know, in the best of all possible worlds, you're you're able to travel and and build the brand that way. Yep. You know, how much you know, how much traveling do you think you would do without all this? covid stuff going on it's it it'd be a bit it'd, it'd be a good amount but it's um i mean you do have i know you have big accounts in texas We've you know about yeah that. having that and, stuff but i i am very family oriented so mm -hmm. i wouldn't let it take up too much of my time um that's the one thing i didn't like about being a rep is i was three to four nights away yeah a lot a of week, the times right? yeah a week like just I, I didn't enjoy that part of it. Mm. I like being home with my wife and my daughter. That's good. Uh, How long have you been married now? 12 years. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. 12, yeah, 12-ish. 12 12-ish. 12 12-ish. 12 2009. 2009. June 2009. So, yeah, 12 years. 12 years. Yeah, quick math. Could be wrong, but yeah, 12. <laughs> Fortunately, we have a lawyer here. Is that is that correct? 12 years? Yeah. Yes. Very good. Nailed See? it. You're safe. Um. So, I don't know. I would still try to keep it down. I Ideally, I would like to be traveling for a week, a month. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd have to be able to maximize my time on the road and, you know, not just hit one territory. It'd be a couple days here and just, you know, bounce, fly around from area to area before I come back. Now, obviously, with the COVID restrictions going on, and not being able to travel as much that I, I assume that in some ways that's been great for you and the wife and the daughter and yep, the family. It's been and... great, but I'm ready to go somewhere for <laughs> a week. I think after a week, I would love to come back. <laughs> just, just uh, need a but little I'm ready to go for a week. You're ready to go. <laughs> oh, ready absolutely. To go? Yeah. Uh, but no, I definitely uh, I miss the travel, and uh, it's definitely starting back up. So I'm excited about that. That's good. That's yeah. good. Um, do you have any, you, having done the traveling that you have and having been a rep for Hammer and Sickle and now being, you know, the head dude for cigars at Hammer and Sickle, th there's got to be some weird and bizarre stories that you have about visiting shops or dealing with people or what's some, oh, what's some of the crazy stuff that you've had to deal with? lately <laughs> i feel like i can't share these on air that's not good i can't air out my dirty laundry with other people <laughs> there's 
There's been a lot sure. of crazy stuff. I'm sure you're kidding. There's been a lot of it's. You know, I'm the base of a lot of it, but it's. I don't think that's something to. You don't think that's something you <laughs> can talk about, really? No, a lot of it is not. Uh, I was hoping PG. to get like ten minutes out of this. Oh well, you're yeah. screwed. I'm screwed. <laughs> did you have? Did, what about the uh, questions that Orlando wanted to ask him? Which was. Oh. Um. Uh, didn't he challenge you, him to golf? Yeah. He, oh, yeah, he, like, he wanted he to know me. if you already have his Nikes. And, uh, oh, yeah. I got it. It's adorable. He thinks he can beat me. Yeah. It's, you know, this is what a real athlete looks like. <laughs> so, <laughs> Were you just pointing at yourself? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, so I have to say, I've been playing golf with Orlando for like two years now. Mm-hmm. And it, it's amazing to see, like, when we first started playing, he was, he was rough. He was rough, right? He was just getting into it. It yeah, was just a fun yeah. thing for him to pass the time. Mm-hmm. And once he started taking it seriously, it is crazy how good he's gotten. What is it about golf? What is the attraction of golf? Oh, you get to smoke, drink. You're doing this but playing a sport. Is it really? Much... Is it really a sport? Yeah, you hit a ball, you go yeah. find it, hit it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's aggravating. Or, or, or I'll find it if you're Sean. Sean you, you, you don't find it. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's had a few issues with that. Yeah. But. <laughs> well, well, let's 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 bring it a little closer to home. I mean, are, are there any fun Orlando or Sean stories with golfing that you could talk about? I I mean, the time Sean lost seventeen balls in a round was fun. <laughs> oh, he said it was fourteen. That's awesome. <laughs> so I think he lost fourteen legitimately playing. And he just got mad at one point and dumped the balls out of his bag and started hitting them in the woods. <laughs> like, you don't. Just, nope. Um, so that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Um, what w- what's been like when you've been playing with him? Have you had any great shots yourself where you just kind of said, yeah, that's right? I've had a few great shots. Um, and then it's just, you know. The, usually the great shots come at the end of a bad round. Mm-hmm. That's how golf works. You're playing terrible, and then the last hole you have this amazing shot, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I can do this. And then you go out again, and you can't. So it keeps coming back. Mm. But what's, I had a couple. What's what's the best round of golf you've ever done? Uh, best round, I have had a 76. And that was at Four Oaks, so that's six over par. So it was a good day. That's a very good day. It was a good day. Um, I haven't done it again. <laughs> Did it once. <laughs> but uh, were you playing with anybody, or were you were you by yourself? No, I was playing with some buddies. So and there's there's proof of there's this. proof. Yeah, there's proof. Um, I've played well a few times with Sean in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, who usually who usually wins? You, Sean, Orlando, or Stu? <sighs> It's, you know, I always beat Orlando. That's for sure. Yeah. But I definitely always beat Orlando. Mm. I know that for sure. Um, Does Sean ever win? Maybe once. Maybe once. Yeah. Maybe once. Maybe twice? He's, Sean's got it. He's got, like, we've all, we're all very similar in golf type because we have terrible days and we have good days. Yeah. So I've seen Sean put together really really good rounds and he's had some that aren't really really good and he's <laughs> seen me have some terrible rounds where i can't keep a ball in play you know some days you're just missing it completely and right. it's just you lose every tee shot so we've all been there had bad days had good days we've all been but, there sure 
but yeah, so Orlando and I have a little bet going. So I'm just going to beat him every time. And so, that's that's the goal for this coming season. That's the goal for this season. You're going to beat Orlando. And now does he have to – in order for him to win, <coughs> is it once or is it like over the season he beats you more than you beat him? First to ten wins. First to ten wins. First to ten wins. And what's what's being bet on in this? Sneakers? Uh, so I had to put up a pair of Jordan golf shoes. Um, and then I haven't figured out what I want from him yet. I'd like jokingly said a gold glove, but I said it wrong. I want his golden gloves. So now he's going to buy like spray painted boxing gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is one of those drinks where you kind of have to chew it. I'm not it is used definitely to a it. chewy drink, yeah. Mm, I'm chewing it. Um, but I don't think we've figured out the full terms of the bet yet. But Okay. Uh, We're going to have to have like an episode with both of them on it at the end of the season, yeah. All I know is I'm I'm going to beat him <coughs> in. I'll, I'll say he'll get me twice. And you're, you're, I'll close it out in 12 rounds. But you're you're keeping the shoes. Absolutely. Now, what are Jordan golf shoes? So, For those of us who have no idea what that means, Jordan what, what are Brand, Jordan golf shoes? Jordan Brand, you know, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Obviously, you know. He does do golf. Basketball. Yep. He loves yep. golf. Uh, recently, he started coming out with golf shoes. He's done the ones, uh, you know, the models of his different shoes that he yep. made during his playing career. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have a pair of Jordan 5 golf shoes that Orlando wants. Okay. So I have their brand new in box. I have a shoe problem, as we've discussed before. Yes. And that's carried over to golf. So I have a few backup pairs. And so even if you one. lose, you still have backups. Yeah, I'll be, I'm not going to play shoeless. I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be all right. <laughs> Do you play with your Gordon? Uh, Jordan. Jordan. Jordan yeah. uh, golf shoes? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I love Do you them. worry about wearing, you know, shoes that are like millions of dollars out on the golf course no because i buy the jordan golf shoes for golf so i gotta wear them for that i like to wear all my shoes okay it's the point of having them the point of having so to wear them yeah enjoy them yeah but i mean you have like what 200 pairs of shoes yeah about that so you wear what each of them once a year something like that they mix it up sometimes they get worn twice there's sometimes a pair that doesn't get worn for a little while now that's actually good for the shoes, right? Like, like to keep them. You, you, you got to wear them. You have to wear them, or they start to break down, right? Yeah, correct. So Jordans have a big problem with crumbling, especially the ones with the air unit, because mm. they'll just fall apart if they're not. You know, it's got to be. It's got to so be moved. Gotta, it's got to be used. Gotta, so. be, you got to use. Got to wear them. Yeah, lightly. Like, are, yeah. are they green stained and stuff like that now? Some of them, yeah. Some of them are. Some of them. The golf shoes, yeah. Yeah. Those get beaten up. I'm sure, but. But yeah, so how much does a pair of Jordan golfers go for? He's got different levels, so you can get a pair for like 140 bucks. Yeah. Uh, or you can also buy them for like 250. But that's retail, so they typically go, you know, the two ones that are 250 go for 500-ish on the uh, resale market. Now, what's the difference between this? What why why have these different levels? Is it just Really for collectors, or does it make a difference? Like, it's I'm getting the, it a wicked awesome pair of shoes for a hundred bucks. Makes no difference. But I'm getting a wicked, wicked awesome pair of shoes it's, for three. Instead bucks. of just having the Jordan Golf shoe, you have the Jordan Five Golf shoe. So what is you, you what is the one of, what does the five mean? So throughout his playing career, he had like one Jordan One mm-hmm. first shoe he made, Jordan yep. Two, Three, Four. Yep. So that's how it continues. 
So the Jordan 5 is the fifth shoe he had. Okay. And they made it into a golf shoe. So, so it's it's this it's the same shoe, but same it's been silhouette. Same Just silhouette, but it's been made into a golf shoe. Made yeah. into a golf shoe. Yep. So it's got the cleaty things on the bottom of it. Yep. Man, you really were looking for some time on the, the dirt because you are asking a nobody, lot of questions about Nobody golf knows shoes. what this stuff means. So I'm trying <laughs> to explain nuts. it. The cigar <laughs> people know nothing about Jordan golf shoes. So I'm just trying to explain <laughs> what's going on here. Um, what what is coming down the pipe with Hammer and Signal? Is there, is there anything projects that you, you've hinted at? Um, Moscow City will be coming back uh, mm. in a limited form. Uh, it is not going to be as full-bodied as it was uh, originally, mm. um, but it is still an amazing cigar, I feel like. And is then, it going to be a similar blend to what it was before, or is it a whole different animal now? Similar blend. It's going to have the same taste profile, just not as strong. Okay. So um, it's. I, I think people are really going to like it. That was one of my favorite cigars. I, I think you're going to like it a lot. Yeah. Um, and then we are working on uh, bringing a rum in uh, and do, handling the distribution for a rum company. Okay. And uh, we are pretty close to coming out with a cigar line to go with that as well. So that'll be fun. There's not a lot I can say about that, but in a not hopefully, a not a hopefully kinda, a few weeks kind of like hammer and sickle it, it's not a rum flavored cigar but no. a cigar made to bear yep with correct. your rum with the rum be, it won't be our rum we'll be distributing distributing yeah it's you know, somebody else's obviously but um that goes without saying if it's not yours yeah that's i don't know I, we just talked for 20 minutes about golf shoes so i yes. figured i have to explain things explain uh, <laughs> well it is a podcast <laughs> i like explanations <laughs> Um, so that'll be a fun project. And then, uh, hopefully the new EPH will be out this year. Mm. Already started working on that. So hopefully we don't have the timeline. Is there anything you can tell us about as far as Vitola or whatever you might be working on? Are you? It's all hush hush. It's all hush hush. I like, uh, I like to keep it a secret. Churchill. It's cause I don't. Churchill. Yeah, that's great. It's a (laughs) Churchill. It's a Churchill people. You heard Pat say it first. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now i'm not making it a churchill <laughs> ah so you it's a robusto ah, thank you <laughs> we it know it's churchill. not going to be a 660 because he doesn't like putting those in his mouth we haven't finalized the size yet on what no. it's going to be but no um, you haven't no that's always a, a hope for an october release so we still have a little time a little very little mm. but um mm. So it'll be same packaging, just different size. Yeah. Mm. Um, Pat, what are you what are you thinking of your pairing here? I finished it, so very good. <laughs> yeah, I'm like nursing my drink because yeah, yeah right? I don't same want here. it to end. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, it was basically what I thought it would be. I mean, it would be a nice like chewy. Palette. Well, just yeah, salad with yeah. I gave you the option of me straining it, and you wanted the. Do you have spoons so I can finish it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I wouldn't like I thought it would. I thought it would be a nice cleanser. It's like a the, stew. I yeah. haven't actually had ginger beer before, so yeah. I didn't really know how that would go into it. But I do enjoy ginger beer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, after I opened the can up, I tasted it. And I was like, yeah, this would be fine. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It went well. Can't go wrong with ginger beer. Dave, no. do you think uh, Pat Wente uh, did a good job here? Yes, I did. I think he knocked it out of the park. Good job, sir. Yes, sir. Yay. Yay. You got the second base, Pat. That's fantastic. <laughs> Knock out of Pogs a home run. Man. <laughs> Touchdown. Yeah. You just had Orlando on the show. You already screwed that up. <laughs> oh, Pat. You have no sense of humor. I chuckled. <laughs> I saw him laugh once today. I chuckled. Um. Let's do a little bit of a cigar confessions. Ooh. All right. Um, and the cigar confession tonight is uh, this is that time of year where I'm getting a lot of people. And Pat, you tell me if this is true for you, Dave. You tell me if this is true for you. But I get a lot of people walking through the door all concerned because their humidor is not <coughs> keeping the humidity that it was uh, in the in the summer or in the fall, and they're concerned about what to do, and they're wondering what's changed. People, what's changed? The weather is the weather, mm -hmm. and what's changed is now the air is a whole lot drier, and not only because the cold outside makes it drier, but the heat you're using also draws the humidity out of the air and that draws it out of your humidor as well yep so this time of year is always a challenge to keep the humidity in your humidor up and it's funny i was i i i, I was, was talking to some <laughs> talking to some people just uh uh last week who you know uh, upon some questioning, I re you know realized that they were keeping their humidor next to a heater, mm. or keeping their humidor right near a window, and those are both things that will help speed up the pulling of the hum of the humidity out of out of the wood of the box, yep. and just like you know if you have a um, you know, I have a little, uh, you know, beer refrigerator out on my three-season porch. And when it's really, really hot out, <clears throat> it's hard to keep the fridge cold yep. because it's so hot all around it. You know, the fridge is trying to pull the heat out of the refrigerator and put it outside. But it's so hot that it's ha having a hard time doing that. Um, the same thing is true with your cigars. And so... Don't be keeping your cigars in the car. That goes without saying right now, this time of year. If you're wondering why they're all cracking and blowing up on you and you're keeping them in your car, in your glove compartment, that may be why. Really all the time you shouldn't keep them in your car. You really you really should not. Um, don't keep your humidor near a heater or a window. And if you are having problems with it, I'll tell you what not to do. The first thing you should not do is take all your cigars out and start sopping it with a wet cloth because that's just going, it's so dry already. The air around it is so dry. The wood is just going to absorb that so fast that it might uh, affect the seal of the, of the box. 
And mm-hmm. if you break the seal of the box, it's it's going to stop working altogether. So the first thing I ask people to do is what I call the, the dollar test. And that's where you take a uh, dollar bill, put it halfway into your box, shut the lid on it, and try and pull it out. And if you have to really tug at it to get it out, the seal is really good. If your dollar bill just slides out of the box on any given side, then the box is, yeah, then you're in real trouble. And um, the problem is that your box is not closed tightly enough to keep any humidity from escaping out into the into the room around it, wherever it is you're keeping it. Um, so what do you do if you have a good seal on your box and your, you, your uh, hydrometer says you're having a hard time making it to 60, let alone 65 or 70? What, what do you guys do? Put a Boveda bag in it. Those things save lives. <clears throat> Those things are unbelievable. That's my that's my first uh, thing. It seems to work every time. You might run through them quick, yep. but you know I get the sixty nine. I don't like to keep mine super wet. Yeah, I don't either. Um, but so mid to upper sixties is where I like it. During the winter, I'll get the sixty nine. During the summer, I have the sixty fives. Okay, and I just throw those in, and you know during the winter you burn through them a little quicker, but. Those things just seem to work unbelievably. Do you pay attention to your hydrometer, or do you just throw those things in, and you you know that they work, and you trust that they're working, and you just kind of forget it, and then you just check the pack and no, I pay attention to you it. You pay attention to yeah, it. Yeah, I pay attention. There's so, a lot of money in those humidors. <laughs> yeah. So so where do you like to see the humidity? Um, sixty-five to sixty-seven is like my ideal place. I think that's where they burn the best. They don't go out constantly, right. you know, when you're talking, and so that's that's my happy place. Yeah, that's that's mine too. Right around right around the mid yep. mid sixties, sixty five, sixty seven. Doesn't have to be doesn't have to be seventy for me. No, but um, you know, I I find the same thing with those Boveda packs. If you and, and along with that. You know, I, I do have a hydrometer. I have a digital yep. hydrometer. Those are much more accurate and easier to, to follow, I think, you know, than the, the analog things. It's a spring and a hope. Yeah, spring and a hope that, so. yeah. Uh, but I I I almost go by feel yeah. more than by what it says, even even with a digital. I, I don't know if that sounds wacky to you, but I, if, if I – you know what you're feeling for, and if you, if you get the little spring yep. on the foot of the cigar, you're not hearing any cracking. It feels, it's got that like light dampness to it. Like it, you can tell it's not dry, but it's not sopping wet either. If it says 65, I trust it wholeheartedly. If it says 74, I don't trust it. Mm. If it's telling me what I want to know, full faith in it <laughs> but if i yeah, don't like what i see i do not trust it <laughs> so now, then i do the field it, test <laughs> then you do the field test yeah. and that's that's really where it's at i for me it's 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 even if it's saying it's something else if the cigars feel good yep. i go by that more than what the hydrometer says i smoke out of them a lot too so mm-hmm. i'll know 
yeah. pretty, pretty quickly if there's a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, if the cigar's obviously dry and cracking, I'll, right. all right, got to go look at it. Right. The funny thing but. I've noticed with people that come in, though, is, um, like, recently, is people will have, like, those huge, like, like I'd say, like, over 200-count humidors. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, they can't keep the humidity up to, you know, at least six, uh, 65. It's usually in the 50s when they come in. Yeah, those things are. And I, I always ask, like, how many cigars are actually in it? And they're like, oh, maybe like 20, 10. I'm like, it's just, if you have a big humidor mm-hmm. and it's not filled, I think you're going to run into issues keeping it humidified. It's it's a lot of real estate that's not yep. being used. And right. to keep that big thing humidified of just Bovida packs, it's it's not going to, you're not going to be able to do it. Right. I say you want to keep it about 50% filled. Yeah. That's, it definitely helps keep the humidity where you want it to be. Half to two thirds, right? That's Absolutely. that's kind of that's kind of been the my fuller model. the better. The fuller the better. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The more you got in there, it's you know just like a refrigerator is going to work a lot harder to just keep a six pack cold. Yeah. It's you know, but if you're packed it, it's you're going to notice things are colder. That's because that cold of those packs helps keep everything else cold. It's, mm-hmm. it's the same with the humid. It's the same with the humidor. Science. The more humidified things you have in there that's going to help regulate the humidity that's in there right so boveda packs big thing put them in there you don't have to it's a no muss no fuss thing more more and more uh humidors are coming with slots just to put boveda packs in i was using those little gel circle packs Mm -hmm. and during the winter, my humidor was at like seventy six, mm. and they were definitely like wet, definitely yeah. spongy. Um, took that out, put a Boveda pack in, solve the problem. I do. I can't get over how good they are. It blows my mind. They do. That it works. They, they work fantastic. I don't get it. It's too smart for me, but <laughs> they just they do the job. Oh my gosh! Well, there you go. Mm. Do you have anything else to say about that, Dave? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they work. They do. They work great. But yeah, the winter time you're you're gonna have. You're, it, it's not uncommon at all to see the humidity drop some, and if it drops into the mid 60s and you normally like it right at 70, 72, don't panic. They're gonna be fine. If it gets into the lower 60s or upper 50s, do that dollar test. If you fail the dollar test, you need a new humidor. Yep. If you pass the dollar test, get some extra Boveda packs, put them in there. Um, uh, one full-size Boveda pack, I think, treats, what, 25 cigars? Sounds yep. good. So you take the number of cigars you have in your box, multiply it, you know, or divide it by 25, and that'll tell you how many packs that you need to have in there. Um, but something else don't be putting boveda packs in there that are 69 72 75 yeah, same number same number because the 69 if you put a 69 and a 72 in there the 69 is going to be absorbing the humidity coming out of the 72 because it's trying to keep things at 69 percent they're just going to fight so each other you want them all the same kind all the same level of humidity whatever whatever you've decided to use uh for me uh, i'm like eric here i i prefer the 69s 
I I'm I operate on that uh, idea that wet things don't burn. So I like them a little bit, you know, below seventy. Um, I think they burn better that way. But we all have our we all have our, you know, preferred humidity level. It's it's very subjective to a certain extent. So get the humidity packs that get you to the desired humidity that you want and go with those and put them in there in the winter and you should be fine. Boom. Boom. There it is. Boom. All right. We're ready to end with a little bit of a would you rather? Oh, yeah. Let's do this. Good. Mm -hmm. All right. Here's a question. And um, Pat, we'll start with you. Oh, Patty. Would you rather get locked out of your house or in your case, your parents' house for the night. That was just mean. Or would you rather get locked in at work for a night? Um, locked in work. Yeah. <laughs> Why locked in work? Just booze and cigars. Yeah. <laughs> I can survive on that for a night. Yeah, I mean. That's it? You're just gonna pilfer through the stuff at Twins. That's that's it. Yeah, it's like you know, overnight. It's like what ten hours, couple opuses, couple few opus. Something's not a bad night. Can't do that at your house. Yeah, but it's a would you rather? I'd I'd yeah. rather have access to my house if I wanted to. So I'd rather be locked in work. What What are you gonna do if you lock down in the winter, Dan? Well, I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, it sounds to me like what you're saying is, I'd rather be locked in at work and then just pilfer through what's there. Well, if I'm locked in work or I'm locked out of my house, the result's going to be me smoking cigars. So I'd rather do that in, in Twins yeah. <laughs> than outside of the house. All right, very good, fair enough, Dave. Same. Yep, I'll stay here. Yep. Pull up the couple of the wing back chairs together and just nestle in and. My office is at my house, so six or one half dozen. They together. both work. They both work. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd rather. So if you're locked out of your house, you are locked out of work. And yeah. if you're locked in at work, you're locked in at your house. Yeah. So I'm just. I I don't know how to answer it. I'm confused. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and you, Dan. Uh. Mm hmm. I, you know, I, I'm probably going to just go the same. I guess if I had a choice being locked out of my house or locked in at work, I'd rather be locked in. Yeah, it's temperature somewhere. controlled. Especially this yeah. time of year. I'd rather be locked in. Yeah. I got my bag and pipes and cigars. I can, you know. Make do. I can make do. Yeah. There's booze hidden all over this place. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, we can raid the raid the hooks and stash and, and stuff like that, sure. Um what's the final verdict here on the newest release of the EPH Pat? I love the Toro. It's even the back third of it didn't get bitter. Mm -mm. Good mouth. Good mouth. <laughs> Good mouth. Great mouth. Yeah, awesome mouth. <laughs> It was consistent, you know. It, the flavors did change. They, I think, on the back half, they got a little bit more body to it, and it, it was really. I'm excited to see, like I said, like what this is going to be in three years, because that mm. torpedo just aged phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah, it really did. Dave, what about you? Um, I actually enjoy this one 
uh, more than the uh, the older one. I felt like this one, um, the the taste of like the the cinnamon and like the cedar was just uh, more prominent, maybe a little bit than the last one. Um, maybe it was the shape, but I felt like it's a tick up in like flavor than the last one, and I really really enjoyed it. It's so creamy, it's so smooth. The pairing was just phenomenal. Great job, Pat. Yeah, yeah, Pat crushed it. Yeah, you, you like the pairing and everything. I mean, obviously you love the cigar. Yeah, it it was the pairing was awesome. You and have none left. Yeah, just salad. Just yeah, yeah just salad. Just greens. Mint salad. Mint salad. Um, again, for me, it was. Uh, you could just look. I mean, we're all still smoking. None of yeah. us. You've been watching. None of us have been yeah. relighting or doing anything. It's this been has an been, hour and a half. It's, it's been an hour and a half just going, and this is this is fantastic. And if you, especially if you love the flavor of cedar, this is a cigar you have to try. If you can get to one of the four or five places where this cigar is available, um, there's only 200 boxes, and they're 10-count boxes. So there's, there's not that many out there. But, yep. man, they are really, even less really now. good. Yeah, yeah even less yeah. now. <laughs> um, Very scarce. I can totally recommend this cigar fantastic it's certainly um one of the best new cigars from last year thank you mm -hmm. amazing thank you I, mean, I i honestly mean that um next week uh is another special episode but uh for very different reasons uh there will be no guests at least as far as i'm aware mm. next week but uh we are going to be doing an all pipe episode oh, sorry thank God. Eric. yep thank see that thank God. <laughs> um but we're going to be doing it from my library ba -ba at my house in front of the fireplace sounds so romantic yeah it does <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can be there and you can hold the, 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 the camera yeah. is that the valentine's day special at no that's the week after fire no. <laughs> <laughs> we have tequila talia for valentine's day oh nice that's going to be very, very good nice. but uh we're going to be doing something very special we're going to be uh doing some blind tasting of three different coin cut pipe tobaccos we're Ooh. going to see if you guys can figure out what it is we're smoking next week it's going to be a really good show but um eric thank you so much for being with us tonight we really appreciate your time thanks your for generosity having me with the vodka and the cigars this is mm -hmm. a fantastic treat i, I really mean that it's, it's always a good time treat. we love so. having you will you be back maybe <laughs> and there you have it people when the, the truth has come out. out when the churchill the eph churchill comes out or the Mos is the moscow city going to be in the same sizes six by fifty six by just 50. one size just one size just one size so and that should hopefully be out i should stop giving dates because i never never hit it um but i'm gonna say may May it, so sometime in the spring. May, yeah. Maybe in maybe May, spring, May 2022. May 2022. By right. May 2023 for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Covering that. Uh very good. Well, you have your work cut out for you, I guess. Yes. Now, very did, were you big into the blending of this new iteration of the Moscow City? Yeah, and I mean, again, we 
you know, I, blending is a tough thing to say, but I do. Right, you do I a lot of tasting. I do, yeah, I do tasting and say I like it. Um, you know, working with our manufacturers, they're the blenders. Obviously, they know right. way more about tobacco than I'll ever know. You so, tell them what you want. They put something together. Exactly. And you then I, I can tweak want. it here from there. You know, I want more spice. I want less spice, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But I'm not blending by any means. Right. You know, I just. You live here in, in, in Massachusetts. Exactly. In Hampshire, I, yeah, you know, you can't, yeah. I, I don't know that much about tobacco. Yeah. I would love to. I would yeah. love to be able to go down and, you know, pick blends and be like, this will work. But I have no clue. I just know what I like. Okay. And I think what I like other people would like too, so. So far, so good. Yeah, yeah, so far, so good. So, yep. Keep running with that. All right. Well, guys, that's it for tonight's show. Thanks for being with us. And don't forget to like or subscribe wherever you're watching us from. We'll see you next week. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at notjustblowingsmoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down, smoking on a fancy guy.